Shouldn't have had the 6pm coffee. Um, it's the seven coffees before the 6pm coffee. I think it's probably <laughs> the issue. It's a good way to start. Sam, mm. how many coffees have you had today? Only three. Only three coffees. How many shots in those coffees? Ten. <laughs> ten shots. The first one ten had, shots deep. My Starbucks had five in this morning. Five you had a coffee with five shots in. Five shots of espresso. I feel like that should be against the law. Well, as somewhere. we Googled. Probably we, is against the law. When somewhere. we typed in the words, how much caffeine can I drink before I die.com. Yeah. Which is how you start every day. If anyone's wondering. That's how you start every day. Every day. Just to remind myself. My health anxiety kicks in. I've like I've got another sixty five Americanos to go with. People have food diaries. You have a coffee diary. (laughs) It's Thursday. Like my my coffee pal instead of my fitness pal. Yeah, I've already had sixty seven shots this week. Um, You know the doomsday clock towards Uh the death of the world. It's just it's just your personal doomsday clock of caffeine shots that like explodes when I'm going to die. Yeah. Anyway, symbolizing coffee with the most. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the No Music Podcast. We are here to try and help Nottingham musicians and musicians around the world but specifically and, keep not alive. and keep people alive by not drinking too much coffee yeah. uh we at news it exists to try and help not only musicians and this is just a way for us to try and do that we're going to look at the biggest music industry stories of the past few weeks we're going to look at the biggest social media stories of the past few weeks and this guy's going to try and tell you how you can get rich off of some things <laughs> that we haven't got official terms for have you heard as of well. bitcoin have you heard of bitcoin <laughs> sorry to my friend in the smoking area last night yeah. i did not sign up for your four thousand dollar course you thought he's giving you cutting edge investment advice i, I do uh, not take investment advice from someone that uses snapchat that's a hard rule never take investment advice after midnight after midnight yeah what's I the mean, insurance line nothing good happens after two yeah no no, no profit investment, investment advice is ever given after midnight so in today's episode, oh, we're proper podcasters, look at that. We're going to talk about how you can get a bit of a TikTok master plan going without working too hard at it. Some really efficient kind of low-hanging fruit bits and bobs. Mm. You're going to talk about some money, saucy money stuff. Saucy and money. Saucy money. Go we're going to talk about knots, of course, the most important topic of them all. We're going to talk about some of the amazing gigs that are coming up in October, some of the awesome opportunities for knotting musicians in knots as well over the next few weeks. And then we're going to talk about BBC Radio 1 and their new schedule, which is our first topic of the show yeah tell me more well they always seem to make some changes in september which mm. i think i like it it feels like the start of a new year for a lot of people doesn't we're back to school yep. it's big it feels like the start of the new year often for music mm-hmm. for people to finish festivals and the big gigs sort of start middle to late september yeah and radio one seems to always change their schedule um the reason i think it's it's worth chatting about from the new music perspective and particularly from the artists start at the start of their career perspective which is what we care, care about is there have been some pretty good changes from yep. that that perspective you know it's only two or three years ago that animax show was seven till nine and then you know it was all higgledy piggledy after that yep. whereas now we've pretty much got this core six till ten four hours monday to thursday yep. of new music so there's just yeah. more opportunity yeah so uh, headlines annie is now clara <laughs> and in that six to eight slot that, yep. that Annie had been in for the last last year or two, mm-hmm. and that's going to be as as before a, a cross genre new music show, yep. more the latest new music from bigger artists, bigger artists, which um, and then Jack Saunders, which is what we might talk about a little bit more. I think yep. that's really good, not just because of the Nottingham bias towards Jack, but he's gone from ten o'clock to eight o'clock. Yeah, more people listening. Uh, and then the two lead features. So the hottest record, you know, it's not that long ago. The hottest record was half seven, mm-hmm. half an hour into the seven o'clock show. It yeah. is now six o'clock on the dot. And I think it's every night. Yeah. Maybe not sure about Sunday, but Danny Howard is doing it on the, on the Friday. Yeah. And then Brucey, hottest record yep. because from Charlie What's-A-Face. Um, Hedges. Charlie Hedges on Dark Yeah. So um, hottest record now, six o'clock every day. 
except for maybe the day of Sabbath thing on Sunday. Not sure about that. Mm. Clara, six till eight, Monday to Thursday. And then Jack, eight till 10, Monday to kind of Thursday. Thursday is doing Thursday, a slightly right? different show. Yeah, yeah. The indie show, which I think is still new music orientated until uh, like the last hour. And then it looks like he's going to have basically a bit of an indie disco party. Yeah. Um, Franz Ferdinand times seven. So there's a couple of things that are great about Jack getting that slot, apart from it's more prominence for new music. Because before that, it was Charlie, M Melvin, Charlie, Rick Ricky Melvin, Melvin and Charlie, Charlie yeah. which is quite a pop show with a bit of one extra lean in yeah. terms of the, the playlist. Now you've got new music. Unsigned artists can definitely get played on that show. You do not need to be connected. You do not need to be signed. Yeah. Um, and Jack's quite an accessible artist totally, yeah. and so DJ. He wants it. He's yeah. one of those people that actively goes, send me new music because I've I, I want to hear it. He's passionate about new music. He loves being a part of an artist's journey. When we had him in the music workshop in March, he was talking about how he loves being a part of the journey. Um, you know, through lockdown, he did his whole um, like community thing. His like Twitch streams where he'd listen to basically any music that got sent in, and he played it to his kind of community of dedicated new music listeners. And a lot of that made its way into Radio One as well. Um, and yeah, he responds to a lot of things online as well. So you can we'll put his app up on the screen. Yeah, but yeah, you can easily kind of at Jack Saunders and you got to be creative don't become a stalker but yeah. like if you do it the right way and assuming your music is good then yeah one of the most important new music DJs in the country arguably internationally if you do the whole radio ones listen to around the world yeah. thing uh, yeah, you can get your music in front of. You obviously should still use the BBC Introducing Uploader because that is a way to get it in. Yeah, it's an extra opportunity, into, not yeah. instead of. Yeah, so you should, I mean, baseline, every new tune you think is good enough to be played by a Radio 1 DJ, you should be uploading to BBC Introducing anyway uh, through the Uploader, but that doesn't... You mean as a minimum, not as, as a minimum. Like you should be doing a baseline yeah, mix. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, don't do your baseline remix. Sam's advice of the day. Stars. Everyone needs to do a baseline mix. I wonder who would be the best artist that, to do a baseline remix that you can't think of. Nottingham. Tory Sheard. Tory Sheard. The sun, the moon, and the baseline mix. <laughs> sounds, sounds like, like the start of a play, story. doesn't it? Or a limerick. <laughs> baseline. So to summarise, and you're going to put on the screen how, yeah. we've got Clara Ampho now, six to eight. Yeah. She's probably a bit easier to get on the radar of because her socials won't be as crazy as Annie Max. Yeah. And then you've got Jack, eight till ten, Monday to Thursday, an accessible person who wants you to send music, yep. has got some not in connections. So he's open, wherever you are, like if you're a new musician, Jack is achievable to get on his radar. Totally. But if you're from Nottingham, you know, dropping some cheapy, cheapy? Dropping some treat, Cheeky Knots mentions. Thank you very much. No Cheeky Knots mentions, there's a hashtag there. Mm. No, arbitrarily mentioned the arb, arb the arb. Arb the arb. And arb. yeah. Radio 1 DJ is 13.2% yeah, like, more likely to Pretty much every night music. he's on air, he'll put some kind of engagement feature on his Instagram story. Yeah. So whether it's like, send me your favourite tunes, whether it's like just a stupid question, like what's the most embarrassing thing that happened to you? But that is a way you can build a relationship with him. So if you've already sent the music and then you keep sending funny answers or interesting answers to these engage, he wants engagement. It gives him content for the show and he's going to start seeing your name keep popping up. He's going to start yeah. keep seeing your picture popping up, which is just another quick, before we go into social stuff, Stop changing your username and your photo every week because people don't remember who you are. People like, change their username. Yeah, a lot of the time, and just like fair enough. Obviously, when you're a new musician, you're you're like you're working it out. You're trying to work yeah, out what yeah. you like and what sticks. Which fair enough, do that now before you're mega famous. But arguably, when you're mega famous is when you can kind of get away with it, not when you're trying to establish yourself at the start. Um, and I'd actually say more importantly is the picture because what I'm talking about is people that have seen your name and picture pop up because you've answered their question or you've sent them their music, they're like, they might have listened to it for 20 seconds and gone, eh, not responded, but they've got an awareness of you now. And then you interact a few more times, but you've got a different picture, that tiny thumbnail, yeah. 
They have no idea who you are, and they haven't yeah. remembered your name. So, yeah, just a pr- quick At school thing. or at uni, you see someone's face, and it, it, it compiles over time, doesn't yeah. it? And you start to become aware of them. Yeah. If you're not seeing the same face, you can't do that. Exactly. So that's the big that's the big thing with the Radio 1 schedule, I think. Um, on the BBC Introducing side of things, it's a little mix. They're down to an hour on Sundays, which yeah. is a shame, because I think it used to be two hours with Hugh Stevens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there was a time when Phil Taggart, Hugh Stevens, and what was it, Jen and Ali? Oh, gosh, the BBC yeah. Introducing show. So that's a little shame. Yeah. Good side of it is BBC Introducing Dance has got its own hour on Jaguar. a Thursday. Yeah. So we've gone from no dance show a couple of years ago to now there's a one-hour dance show on a Thursday. I think actually in the old Annie Max lot where she started. So yeah. if you've thought BBC Introducing is only for bands and guitars, yeah. if you're a producer, there's now a dedicated one-hour show on Thursday all across the country on Radio 1. And same again, entry point to that is BBC Introducing Uploader, but Jaguar is someone that is online even arguably even more accessible than Jack just because like her, num- her numbers are a little bit lower because she's newer to the Radio totally, 1 family. Yeah. So, yeah, and she's also always responding to people, always asking for music to be sent. So she's, you've seen her responding on social. Yeah, and she's yeah, clearly yeah. passionate about electronic music. And that's the thing is, like, if your niche is somewhere in the so. electronic world. <laughs> yeah, well, but, like, you know, especially if you make something quirky, you know, sometimes if you're making something a bit more interesting and a little less conventional stroke commercial, you might be like, oh, they won't care because it's a little less interesting stroke commercial. Yeah. Whereas it feels like Jaguar was a good example. She wants weird shit as much as she yeah. wants, like, you know, Joel Corey bangers. So, like... Yeah, she's that says. I mean, actually, we'll put all the ads of all the people we spoke about on the screen. Yeah. Go and sort them politely, friendly, and yeah. send them your music. Do, use the BBC Introducing Uploader. It's really, really easy. And Fine yeah. line between hustling and stalking. Hawking. Right, what's next? Is that enough on the Radio 1 schedule? I think so. I think, do we want to talk about this credit due thing, the return of ABBA? ABBA? No. ABBA, ABBA, ABBA. Just very you want quickly. To talk about ABBA. No, we don't want to talk about ABBA. What well, we want to talk about. Or Hang on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Vintage. That's a different cheesy act. <laughs> ABBA. Abra one of the George. guys from ABBA is leading a campaign. <laughs> the guys to... from ABBA. <laughs> one of the guys from ABBA. <laughs> Iconic <laughs> pop star of the time. Oh, they're just century. so annoying, but they're doing something good. So let's roll with it. You... So. so if anyone else... You claim to be a pop lover, but you don't like ABBA. They're the most annoying pop band in the world. You're annoying. Uh, yeah, and that's... So they challenge my annoyingness, and that's <laughs> right. why. Anyway, Mamma Mia, indeed. They... Uh, <laughs> Can't believe you don't like Bjorn, ABBA. Bjorn! One of the guys from ABBA. Are you ABBA. sure it's Bjorn, or you just thought the first Swedish name that pops into your head? <laughs> Bjorn feels he's not Swedish. really called Bjorn, he's Bjorn. Love, love, I'll bet yeah. you three... I'll bet you you're flat, flat white Flat white that you owe me. Yeah? Okay, okay. Okay. Flat white bet, Bjorn from ABBA is leading... <laughs> A campaign called Credit Due, which this is what it says on the tin. Is I'm going to be boring for 20 seconds, but it, bear with because it's valuable. So <laughs> Bjorn is leading this campaign called Credit Due. It's literally a campaign to try and get all of the money that is deserved by songwriters, performers, stop it, paid out to the performers <laughs> and the songwriters. Basically, there's a Five shit ton of money that you might be owed, oh, and this guy wants money. to help you get it. Oh, 20 seconds. Boring bit done. done. Right. Into the active bit. What Bjorn and his whole crew are talking about is so many musicians don't do, use metadata on their songs. Metadata is literally data that is embedded deep within the file. It's super, deep. super... It's in, ow. Injected <laughs> into the file. It's injected into the file so that when someone renames your MP3 or your WAV, your data is still there, your artist name is still there, your song name is still there, the songwriters are still there. Yeah, yada, all yada, the key yada. info. 
Now, we're in this new world where streaming, like when you upload a song to your distributor, you have to manually input it anyway. But what we're talking about is those circumstances where someone's passed on your Dropbox link. It, we don't know. This might even happen on the BBC Introducing Uploader. We get it. When people send us tunes for the music, new music podcast, the amount of people that email us, and yes, the email subject might have the song name, but then they send us mp3.mp3. And so I'm metadata. Like, Bruv. Come on. What, it, when, when your file has gone on a butterfly effect journey through seven different people Correct. to someone who finally wants to do something with yeah. it and is maybe someone that you would like to do something Correct. with it, metadata ensures they know all your key information. Correct. And here's the even right. worse I've thing. I've got this amazing tune, but I don't know who it's by. Tech, so many people, I know so many artists that when they need an MP3, like YouTube rip their own audio files because they weren't smart enough to save them in like a Dropbox or a Drive or something. I know so many artists, we get it, quite a few of the artists that send us tunes, send us YouTube MP3 converted files of their own song off YouTube. But what that means is a lot of those dodgy apps, they put weird data in it. So I opened like a file a few months ago that we were sent and it was meant to be the artist and song title and it ended up being all in Korean. And it was just because this app had run, I'm assuming it was a Korean developed app. It might have been accurate information. Maybe. It was a very non-Korean name. Okay. Um, but, it, um, yeah, it's basically so many things can ruin metadata. It's quite easy to fix. We're going to put the name of the software on the screen. But basically, there's a bunch of free software, whether you're on Windows, whether you're on Mac, where you can embed that metadata deep into your files. And then as long as you send those same files every time you submit your music anywhere, it's just going to increase the chances of your song actually being your song. And then if a DJ plays it, they're more likely to know who it is. You're more likely to get paid for that DJ playing it. Both radio oh. DJs, both club DJs when they're reporting their PRS statements, all that so kind of thing. So it's not just credit. Yeah. It could be dollar. It could be dollar. Yeah. And so the other guy's point is yeah. that there's this money that wants to go to places, yeah. but they don't know who it's meant to go is to. It three million, I think he said. I thought you said it was a few hundred. No. Million. Oh, a few hundred million. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to fact check this and pull it up. I don't know if someone, one of our team can double check that, but I can't imagine Mr. Abba gets out of bed for less than like 10 million. I'm sure you said it was hundreds of millions. 500 million. You're only 497 million out, Sam. Three million is what's deserved what's to us because of all the bangers that we put out. Who's us? Me and you. Oh, Sam yeah. and Mark, the pop duo. The pop duo. Yeah. Don't go on Spotify, kids. I actually hacked the metadata on that to make sure I'm not associated with uh, it in any way whatsoever. Okay. okay, so there's $500 million of unclaimed money sitting in different pots with royalty funds and label mm-hmm. funds and TV sync deal funds and that kind of stuff because people didn't know who was due the money. Yeah. And there's a very simple way of sorting that out, which is put the metadata on your song. Yeah. And if you're, going, if you're still like, hopefully if nothing else, we've got across to you that this is worth doing and you need to go on Google and put in metadata. And yeah. And that'll tell you how to sort that and out. And we'll, we'll link specific software for both Mac and Windows. Million. It's crazy. Yeah, and also, like, it's uh, this is a completely different topic, but again, it's a tiny little segue. We've seen so many things through our friends at like PRS Foundation, well, actually, and PRS for Music, that talk about all of how much money there is from people playing DJ sets where they play people's songs, both in person, like live gig DJ sets and then radio DJ sets. Yeah. And you, you could get that bank as long as people actually know who you are. Yeah. But if they, especially, this is a big thing in electronic music culture as well. People stereotyping, but this is true, like have really bad file naming systems and they'll go banger.mp3 and it's like, <laughs> hang on a minute, that's not going to get back to where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can say, I don't know who this song is on a PRS form, but I'm assuming you must have to. Yeah. There must be the chance. We say white label and things like that. Yeah. Are almost accepted terms. Yeah. Okay, what's next? I think we're going to talk about TikTok. Okay, no more ABBA. No more ABBA. Shame. I wonder if ABBA are on TikTok. As much as the biggest TikTok expert that I am, I don't know if ABBA are on TikTok. You don't TikTok. know if ABBA are on TikTok. I can't think of anything TikTok worse. TikTok ABBA. Tab, tabba. 
Yeah. TikTok, we've been kind of playfully. Lots of worse things like a follow up single from you. Thank you. I'd, I think I'd rather listen to my own voice 174 hours in a row than listen to one album. It's a really tough choice for me. Yeah, I can imagine the dial. I'm really, there. really tough. It's just so annoying. So annoying. Um, sorry, Bjorn. Um, <laughs> TikTok, we've been playfully throwing around this one liner of there is no musician out there that should not be on TikTok. And the reason we're kind of being a bit more assertive with that one liner is everyone knows it's massive now. Everyone knows it's a big platform. But I think there's a lot of artists that can either go, oh, only big artists really do well on TikTok. I've heard that thrown around. That's completely mm. factually untrue, but that is an opinion. I think there's quite a lot of people that are like, oh, okay, I know that TikTok is great for upcoming musicians, but it's not part of my brand. I'm too cool or like I'll get laughed at because no metal yeah. bands do TikTok. Blah, blah, Correct, blah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, that kind of thing. Social. And whilst there's always going to be a bit of that with every genre in every world, I think... I think it is at the point now where every genre of music, even down to some weird subgenres, is absolutely taking advantage of TikTok. Are you telling and me there's a lot of metal bands on TikTok? There are metal bands on TikTok. Yeah, there's quite a few. One of the bands that I was working with as a freelancer a few months ago who was literally screaming for 30 minutes nonstop. Yeah. Like, they, most of their audience came through TikTok. I mean, actually, metal bands are a really good example because most of metal's fans nowadays, stereotyping heavily here, but I can probably get some data about this up because there's such a crossover to screamo and trap hip-hop. It's actually, metal is now primarily mid-teens. And I, I think it's the first stereotype. It used to be a bit older than that, but like, I mean, that festival I went to, Alt London, which yeah. was a metal fest. That's the new but. fans. They're still going to have the heritage fans. Yeah. A 55 year old who's into Metallica is not going to have stopped being Cor- into Metallica. Correct, but Metallica are on TikTok, but I'm pretty sure, as an example. I'm pretty sure Metallica, Metallica are on TikTok. I mean, TikTok. they're probably rolling, yeah, they're rolling their eyes heavy at their management. Imagine someone in the team does that. Yeah, that's probably not. Lars isn't getting up every morning thinking, three new TikToks. I could see today. doing the dancing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been throwing this statement around of there is no upcoming musician. Okay, I'm going to tweet this slightly. Yeah. There is no upcoming musician that should not be on TikTok and complain about why they're not successful. That's the thing. There are people yeah, who are happy, doing it for a hobby level, yeah. and that's fine. If all you want to do is some function gigs, that's fine. I would argue that actually if you want to do function gigs, there's a chance you can yeah, yeah. do more through it. But I get that. There are some scenarios where it's understandable why you shouldn't be on it. But if the definition we often go with is... You want to make a living. Make a living doing what you love, being a musician, and you're not there yet, TikTok is only going to improve that. Because ultimately, it's either going to get you more fans, more listeners. It's going to help you become more creative because you have to be creative on the platform. And that's only going to help the other parts of your creative career as well. And the reason, or at least one of the main reasons you're going on about TikTok so much at the moment versus Instagram, Facebook, Mm. etc., is because TikTok has this thing not just of being on trend at the moment, mm. it gives you the most reach and it yeah. doesn't charge you anything for that reach. Organic reach, correct. So TikTok, I think it's that's something like it's like three times as much organic reach as Instagram. Or so if you're going to put effort into just one platform, yeah. you're going to get more return Correct, and I think the thing TikTok is TikTok than any other platform. And I think the thing is effort as well. I think that's the thing. I think most people are lazy when it comes to social media. Hello. Does that include, so beats Instagram, beats Facebook, etc. Yeah. Does that include beats Spotify? Oh, well, then there's this whole moral like debate what? of what is Spotify a social media platform. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Spotify doesn't really push you out to anyone organically. There are the pla- there are the playlists such as Release Radar and stuff, but they still require you to follow. The reason TikTok's amazing is you can get a million views and not have a single follower in theory because yeah. TikTok pushes you out to people. So your effort is... Re- it's also a question of it's worth putting in effort. TikTok right now, if ultimately you're thinking, how should I spend my time, my creativity, my band meetings, whatever it is, the time that you have that goes into your music career, yeah. yes, some of it should be on practicing writing songs. Don't forget that bit. 
but the rest of it... Yeah, we're talking about the business bit. Business not, bit. Obviously, you need to write great songs, yeah. perform them really well. The business bit should only really be going on TikTok. Like, only? Yeah, I mean, you should still have a platform on all the other... Uh, sorry, a presence on all the other platforms. You should have an Instagram account. You should have a Twitter account. You should have a Facebook account. Um, but if you are only going to put effort into one, it should be TikTok. And I'd argue that makes a lot... I would say put an, if you've only got an hour a week, put it all into TikTok. And then, you got shares? Huh? You got shares? Not yet. I've been sure. trying. Let's focus com- just on that, let's say, hour or two hours a day that a musician spends on the career development part of yeah. their life. Put to one side, songwriting, performing. It's an assumption that you love that, you're putting your heart and soul into that, and you're doing it to a, a decent standard yeah. if you're a realistic yeah. dreamer, you can yeah. make yeah. a living yeah. from music. Yeah. 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 That one to two hours that you're doing on the business part of the music business, the yeah. industry part of the music industry, you're saying quite strongly the vast majority of that Mm. should be spent on TikTok right now and all that's where you'll get your best return on investment. Yeah, well, this is assuming that they haven't got millions of pounds to spend on creative. Yeah, we're we're talking about effort rather than having money to spend. So TikTok is, number one, the best place for return on investment with no money. As I said, there are countless people that have no followers, have not paid a penny to TikTok and have millions of views, Mm. millions of pieces of engagement and then obviously a percentage of that's going to cross over into streams into followers on other social media platforms all that kind of thing but that i mean let let me break it down the the few reasons why you should care about tiktok one is yeah you don't have to pay to do really really well two is it's all about it rewards niches it rewards creativity on instagram you're like i don't look like this fit model why is it not doing well or i don't sound like joel corey why is this not doing well tiktok is all about the opposite of that in fact most of tiktok TikTok is so powerful because the algorithm is a terrifying sign of how powerful AI is becoming because within about three seconds, it can work out what you like and what you're into. Your quirks your rather quirks. than delivering you this so, homogenized... Yeah, and that's before you get to the fact of the, the data stuff is if you start by making a TikTok account now and you've given your permission to be tracked across the web like most people have on all their other social media apps, then you will open TikTok and you will see musicians you like. Like, it will just already know what to feed you. And then you'll engage with that and it will give you similar musicians. Blah, 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 blah. But the flip of that, then, as a musician, yeah. is TikTok knows who to introduce you to. Correct, 100%. Almost. Yeah, so well, TikTok acts like Tinder, like an yeah, yeah, accurate dating app. I mean, regardless right. of being a musician, just any human should find yeah. it fascinating to look at what how the TikTok algorithm works because it literally picks up how many seconds of a video you've watched, how quickly you swipe past it, what type of person's in it, is it brunette, is it a blonde person, like literally all those kind of things and just does all of this in the cloud and then feeds it back to you. It is absolutely fascinating. Okay. Have we said enough about TikTok? So hungry. Um, (laughs) You are basically saying, with quite a lot of passion but Mm. also rarely for you, you've actually got a lot of data and facts. Vague idea. And power. Like true facts. True true facts. Not fake, the opposite of fake news, real news. Right now, if you want to make a living from your music, you should be on TikTok. You should be dedicating time to learning about TikTok. You should be spending an hour every day for at least a few weeks learning how it works. You should be learning from artists in your niche, and then you should be doing the same. You should ideally be posting three to five a day, which means you should be spending like an hour or two every day creating them. If, like, right, let's talk about that next time because that's okay. opening up yeah, three exactly. to five. A, yeah. you, I think you were getting people on board until yeah. you said that and then you just lost well, them. Ulti- three to five a day. Well, ultimately, it's all about the learning at first because, yes, it feels crazy to say make three to five yeah. things a day. But ultimately, some people spend an hour editing one photo to make themselves look fitter for Instagram. It's, yeah. it's like it's no different to that. It's just Yeah, I don't think too many of our start their career musicians are doing that. Do I, you? Yeah, I think... Okay, if you are doing that, if you are a musician dreaming of making a living from music and you are wasting an hour 
a day editing one photo for Instagram, then we can passionately, with data, say, I mean, you it, are much more likely to get to the place where you want of making a living from music uh -huh. by spending that time on TikTok for two key reasons. Yeah. It's going to introduce you to new fans. Correct. And it's going to increase the chances of getting on the radar of somebody important who can help your career if you would like them to. Correct. And just final point on that, we've spoken to many industry people of significance who have all said, you know, this should be obvious by now, but just to back it up, that is where they are looking for new artists now. Yeah. There are other places, obviously, but that is one of the key places to the point that some of the significant industry people we know are like, we literally have full-time roles now of people that just basically scroll TikTok all day looking for, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is not that weird, bearing in mind major labels have all said they hire meme create like the major labels all have two or three people who literally make Instagram yeah. memes all day. So it's not that weird. It's just a new like landscape of social media. Well, but... it's called A&R. But instead yeah, of... Yeah, it's just a modern... Well, A&R means finding... Yeah, well, literally. Artist artist it's interpreted as the person who discovers music Correct, and yeah. that might traditionally have meant going yeah. off your ass and going to a gig yeah. or listening to a Radio 1 now show. It's just, now it's just... Sideways Tinder. Yeah. Should tell them how I can make some money? Go on then. No, you're, you need to help them out with that one. I think you just have. I mean, that's what TikTok's to about. To be fair, well, about... TikTok is about how you can obviously build an audience which will help you make money. Now, speaking specifically on the, you've made some banging tunes, you've maybe developed a bit of a small audience. How can you, in this joyous new world we live in with so many opportunities, how can you capitalise on them? You're going to tell them a little bit about some of these new technologies that can help them do that, right? You mean the NFT Bitcoin Disco Correct. verse? Yes, Disco Disco. The thing we don't even, we don't even. This is so early days. We're not even sure what to call it. I guess it might have been like being around in the nineties, and someone first said, "Have you heard of a website?" And then, "Have you heard of email?" Like they're really interconnected, but they are distinct things. Yeah. So I guess Bitcoin is the thing pretty much everyone's heard of. Correct. And maybe this year NFTs has been the thing that's gone crazy. Yeah. So we want to. Um, and it's a bit. It's useful for us as well to get our heads around it. We want to really help artists at the start of their career. Um, understand how this stuff is somewhere between already helpful to going to be helpful and important. Yep. Like, so with TikTok, you've been saying, you need to get on TikTok now. Yep. This might be a little bit more of, this is where you want to be in the next six to 12 months. Yep. And remember, everything we talk about is through the lens of a thousand fans theory. Yep. Getting that first thousand fans, which yep. is much discussed, is a really good starting base to getting to that place of making a living from your music, yep. which is what, that's our wish and hope for everyone listening right now. Yep. If you are a musician and you're passionate about it and you're good, yep. then we're trying to help you with the industry business bits. Yep. You've gone on about TikTok. Yep. You've told them how their mate Bjorn wants them to help them get the money they're actually already owed. Yep. So what's going on in this crazy world that we don't even know what to call? Yeah. Tell us. I think there's four main areas. Let's maybe do a little bit of an overview for this show yep. and then maybe in future shows an we'll start to delve into specific areas. Idiot's guide. There's probably uh, four, arguably, and it is very arguable, four main areas. There's what I think we can call digital merch. Yep of which NFTs are the most famous so far. Yeah. And that's quite simply, there's going to be more stuff that you can sell to your fans. Yeah. You might be able to sell some of this stuff for more money than you're used to selling a t-shirt or a hoodie. Yeah. And then this is arguably the most exciting bit. If you do go on to be quite successful, yeah. and that, fit, that bit of digital merch is resold, you get more money. Yeah. So it's like, imagine when you've done a gig and you've sold a t-shirt or a hoodie, and you, that was at the bodega, and then 18 months later, you're big enough to play Rock City, yep. and so people as cheeky bastards are selling that stuff on eBay for three times as much. Yep. 
You get some of that money. Every time it's sold on. Every time, forever. So the digital merch side of this world is going to open up the opportunity to sell more stuff, potentially for money, and keep getting money for the rest of your life. Yep. That's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yeah, that's really exciting. So if we can all work together to try and work out where the best ways of doing that are and help you do that, that is going to increase the chances of getting to that thousand fans place. Yep. So you get a feel for how the digital merch side of this crazy... Bitcoin, NFT, disco, metaverse world is going to create both new opportunities and ones that endure uh, when it comes to getting to a level of making a living from music. Mm-hmm. Um, the second area I would say arguably is shared ownership. Maybe just a quick overview. Digital merch, these four things, shared ownership, um, what I think you could probably call digital fan clubs. Mm, yeah, I like that. And then finally, um, maybe mini payments. So I've gone into a bit of detail on, on the digital merch side of thing, and I think it'll be something that come up, particularly the NFTs side of things, non-fungible tokens. I don't want to get too distracted by the sort of geeky technical side of it. The main yeah, thing is the benefit. What, what can the musician what get can it do for you? Yeah. you know, that you and I have talked about before, like benefits over features. So like a feature is going... Oh uh, yes, Mister Naherney, this car is amazing because it's got some super Tesla battery engine created out of Hadron Collider technology using a unique metal that you can only get off an asteroid that passes Saturn every seventy-five years. You're like, ah. oh, what's it going to do for me? Oh, it's going to make it fifty percent less likely you die in a crash and increase your chances of getting laid. Like that's what you I want. Most people you want the that. benefits, yeah. not things. So NFTs, you could go like they are this and that and blockchain, blockchain, yeah. like. They're going to create more things that you can sell, just digital versions of T-shirts yep. and hoodies, etc. Yep, yep, yep. Shared ownership, we traditionally musically been in this world where you have to do a record deal, do a yep. publishing deal. Yep. It's going to create this shared ownership possibility where you can potentially do a 10% record deal and a 20% publishing deal and then maybe do 20% with your mum. Yeah. And then give 40% to your fans. Keep percent, do you see what I mean? You yep. can share the things that used to be binary, Deal or no deal are now going oh, to be no. shared fractional. Um, digital fan clubs. You um, you were telling me the other day about you were part of Hadouken's fan club back Hadouken? in like 2009 or something. Where get this, kids, bands would write you a letter. It was great and send it I physically had, to your I address. I had a VIP pass to their venues. It's so always been tour, bling since tour, since year, which bling I couldn't since go year to because I was too young, <laughs> which is really useful. And you were in Hadouken's VIP club when mm. you were 12 years Literally. old. Literally. Bangers there. And, and, and fan clubs basically fell out of fashion, I think. I mean, I, I, th- I think some of the more established bands might still have them with older audiences. But basically, yeah. we moved Savage on Savage Garden to f- still have one. We moved on. Savage Garden. I wrote to Savage Gardens like five years ago. You wrote to Savage Garden? Yeah. I was having like a most day I wrote to Darren Hayes from Savage Garden. You wrote Savage Garden a letter? No. Oh, sorry. No, an email. But it, uh, it was still. What did it say? Dear Savage yes. Garden, Dear Savage today Garden. I'm feeling emotional. I this love your songs. This girl did not speak to me. Thank you. And then like, and only five years me. ago. No, fo- and then the singer from Savage Garden followed me on everything. This is thought. not when you're having a depressing day at 14 and three quarters. Yeah. In your 20s, yeah. you wrote to Savage Garden. Yeah, they've got bangers, man. <laughs> like, there's no doubt. They've got slaps. Abba, like, yeah. most overrated Fuck band off. of all no, time. No, 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 no. Do not compare Abba and Savage, Savage Garden. Garden. That is sacrilege. Savage Garden, no, 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 you're no. writing love letters no, no. when you're 21. 100%. <laughs> Savage Garden have got about 14 or 15 slaps. Abba have got two at best, and they're <laughs> incredibly annoying. <laughs> One of the most successful pop bands of all time, but in oh. your view, get to the back. Oh. I'm going for a romantic date with the lead singer of Savage Garden. They're so tired. They've got tunes. We I got a response. The, tell the, you got a response? Yeah. 
From your love letter to Terrence <laughs> Carlton, <laughs> what did he say? It's like, your for, asbo is in the post. Thanks, I've told the authorities. Thanks for the basically. Thanks for the support. Like, you know, glad my music. Do you had want an to join our fan club VIP section? It's an extra ten pounds a month. Yeah, I did ask him to feed back on my debut single, and he ignored me. <laughs> So he didn't follow, respond to that one. Savage Garden ignored your debut left, single. I got left on red by you Savage got, Garden. You got ghosted by I Savage Garden. I got ghosted Garden. by Savage Garden, which is quite <laughs> ironic because most of his songs are like, please don't ghost me. So, oh. uh... Back to NFTs and Bitcoin. Mm. So digital merch, shared ownership. I think I was talking about digital fan clubs mm. and saying, you know, it used to be a thing. You join the fan club, you get sent a letter. Facebook basically at that lunch. <laughs> and now you're in a situation where your, your fan community is on these platforms like Instagram and Facebook that's owned by somebody else. You've put all the work into building that yep. community and they will now charge you yep. to reach your own yep. fans. So I think we're going to go back to having direct connections. In the way, right now, I mean, it's probably the email list is the strongest then. But or Patreon. All this... So, all this world we're yeah. going to, the metaverse world, the disco metaverse world, is going to create, it's going to bring us back to digital fan clubs, I think. And then the final thing is mini payments. Yeah. So, for example, during lockdown, there were lots of live streams. Yeah. I think a lot of people would have been quite up for paying 50p or a pound or two pounds, but small payments are really, really, really difficult. Yeah. The Bitcoin disco metaverse is going to make, I think micropayments is the phrase the Correct. business people That's tend to use one, more. Yeah, yeah. I think mini payments is a bit more relatable musicians. It's going to make it much easier to kind of digitally busk. Yeah, tip. For the better expression, yeah, yeah. the tipping thing is coming in. And, you know, suddenly that 52 people watching you all giving you 50p to a pound, if that happens every night during your so, hour stream. And that's what started quite... happening in social land. Like TikTok now, on TikTok lives, of which you do have to have a thousand followers, I think, before you can go live on TikTok. But once you go live on TikTok, your fans can tip you. Now they and they've got a tipping feature they on there. They literally have a tipping feature. Yeah. I think Twitch, after like they saw everyone doing live streams. And Spotify got a tipping feature as well, haven't they? They have. It just feeds through to like PayPal or something, I think. Um, so we're going that way. And I think digital busking is kind of a yeah, half nice. playful yeah, way of nice. thinking about it. Good, so these good. four families, you're like, what's this got to do with Bitcoin? Bitcoin's given birth to this thing called blockchain, which is basically uh, a way of proving stuff. It's a digital record, and it's going to open up all these other possibilities, which I'm saying I think the four main pillars roughly right now yep. are going to be digital merch, which NFT is the most famous. Maybe we'll go into a bit more detail yep. about um, NFTs in, 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 a, in a future one. The shared ownership thing, yep. no longer going to need like one exclusive record deal, yep. the digital fan clubs, back to the old days where you're, the band you love communicate with you directly with no Zuckerberg in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then finally, this um, mini payments thing. Yep. But we could see a world not that far away, like three, four years, where, you're, where your fan club almost becomes a way of fans becoming like shareholders almost yeah. in you as in you as an artist. They invest in you as an artist, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like if for some this is gonna really take a lot to get your head around, but Are if for some invest in my strange reason someone listened to that monstrosity that you put out Banger. as your debut We're single. We're just gonna interject. Five it here. years after the baseline the, uh, remix is constructive great. lack of constructive feedback from Savage Garden. Thank you. Someone was moved by that. Mm. Either you know emotionally they actually liked the record mm. or thought this guy's got something. Have you heard to about tokens? Yeah. They could buy a token. In, they could buy an Ahernie token. And that actually opens up a double thing. Of, we traditionally, It means not only can people buy your stuff because they support you, mm -hmm. but they can almost start to buy your stuff as a business decision. Like, <laughs> you know, I think this smart. artist has got this some potential, so I want to buy an Ahernie token. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you, when we've done advice videos on the making a living thing, one of the things we've talked about half playfully is, you know, if you live in a poor area, go and do some gigs in a rich area. Yeah. Because 100 that fans that are rich yeah. gets you a lot closer to the making a living level than 100 fans who, who aren't rich. Yep. 
And suddenly all the, these possibilities being opened up by this tech create more opportunities if you can find those first couple yep. of rich fans. So yep. that you could have had hardly anyone respond to your... Oh, you did have hardly anyone respond to your tune. But if just one of them had been that, you know, that jokey rich Arabian prince is like, this Nahoni guy's got talent, I'm going to buy a Nahoni Brazilian token prince. for $1,000, they could have done. And then a couple of Brazilian princes come in with $500. I think and I'm going picks. off on a little bit. Mm. There is some life-changing possibilities lurching in this technology, mm. and they're not that far away. And so, because we want to help you make a living from music, we... Every time we do the show, we're gonna we're gonna touch on some of the latest stuff going on, and it might feel a bit geeky at points. So I just want to really, really emphasise where it's coming from. Trying to increase your chances of making a living from music and getting to that point sooner rather than later. Okay, but right now, that whilst they wait for the next episode to come out, what should they be doing right now to learn more about this or any easy steps? between now and the next episode of the show. If we, like said, with the Radio 1 story, the number one action was, you know, Google Jack Saunders' socials. Mm -hmm. If with the ABBA story, the number one action was Google metadata. Yeah. If with the social, if the TikTok thing was... Get TikTok. Get on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And you may, and no, I went, then I'd say from this perspective, it probably is look at the NFTs thing because there are musicians making some quite significant... Um, money from that and there's some not that well there yes are the edm djs that have sold Three a digital million? version of album art for a million dollars not an exaggeration Three there are mil. seven figure amounts been going on yeah, yeah. but there are some unsigned artists as well and then maybe that'd be a good thing for us to do in the future in the next show or the third example show examples. is look at some nft successes from not very well known artists yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah that's probably the number one thing to check now and hang around the smoking areas of various nightclubs to get bitcoin tips at two in the morning remember kids Never take investment advice from anyone on Snapchat. And not after midnight. Is it not stuff now? I think we're going to talk about Nottingham, yeah. Not the smoking areas of Nottingham. but No, the... that could be another feature, though. You could do a gorgeous <laughs> on that. There's plenty of great kebabs, kebabs in at two in the morning. Um, chips in Nottingham. Best chips smoking, in Nottingham areas. smoking areas. Chips in Nottingham. Oh, I'd love that one. Chips in Nottingham. Oh, I'm Best just going to be Bonds and Five Guys. Bonds and Five Guys. Uh, yes, we are going to talk about Nottingham's next few weeks. We're going to talk about Nottingham's October. We record this the day before. I go before. with September, just by oh. the way. Dot to dot. Yeah, Bruciness. Lean back. Lean back. Stay back. I mean, you said your Dot to Dot featured one of the 10 best performances you've ever seen. With Mate, Becca, Becca is unreal. Like, just one of the best pop stars in the world. I had a load of spine tingles. Do Nothing was spine tingling twice. Jared was spine yep. tingling. Yeah. It was, it was really, really, it felt like, and, you know, Obviously, a lot of people had a pretty heavy day the day before a detonate. Yeah. So it really felt like Knotts was back. Yeah. Detonate Welcome back, MD. Yeah. And so that's going to flow into October. Yeah, there's lots happening. I mean, it, it, we've got two years to catch up on, basically, haven't we? So it's kind of non-stop busy over the next few months. But yeah, so Wigflex Festival, those boys and girls are back on Saturday, the 9th of October. Got Nottingham. Uh, we've got some live performances, I think. Kai Six is coming back to do a live performance. Cool. Um, we've got DJ sets from Lone. We've got DJ sets from Nikki O. We've got DJ sets. We've got Yasmin Lacey, who is normally live doing a DJ Mr. set. Mr. Wigflex, I assume, will be playing. Who, sorry? Mr. Wigflex himself. Mr. Wigflex is almost definitely It'd playing. It would be ironic, wouldn't he? Doesn't it he be, play himself? Yeah, He's like, so knackered oh, and organised. Um, so that is going to be amazing. You know, big ups to those guys because they've they have to reschedule it seven billion times. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That can't have been fun, but it right. looks like it's happening and it's going to be great. Um, that same weekend, that's the Saturday, the Sunday, Circle of Light are back, their year three showcase. Circle of Light being the kind of mentorship program that takes musicians and nuts across all different abilities and yeah. ages and makes them a super group and puts them with some of Nottingham's finest like Emily Mackis to 
write some banging tunes and then they go and the do Emmy it. Macus types are doing the mentoring mentoring sorry, so they're yeah. mentoring young, generally younger at the, yep. very much at the start of the career Correct. artists getting mentored by people like Emily Nina Smith types yep. and Nina is one of them who've yep. had some yeah general mentors who's had some some experience oh, yeah. some success um, and every year they do a showcase like first proper gig of the first proper live performances of yep. those songs that they've written the past few months and also is it just, contemporary this time not in contemporary yeah, yeah okay, that'd be so, really yeah, cool yeah. Um, I think that'll really work so that's the Sunday so that's Vibrant Weekend and then yeah throughout the month there's um, headline shows from a few significant Nottingham artists Amber Run they're back at Rescue Rooms um, the artist that I just said was one of the top 10 performances I've ever seen Becca is back that is sold out she's doing a headline show at Rough Trade but if you're going to start rough trade, maybe you yeah. can politely buy a ticket. Getting to put an extension on. They've got like three or four weeks to build. They've got three or four floors. Room. Come on, yeah. Sam, sort it out. Yeah. Um, move floor. You haven't seen move venues, not move floors. <laughs> not literally. We've gone into the roof. Yeah, like drill, drill <laughs> yeah. a hole in the floor yeah, so you yeah. can look down from the, uh, from the floor. Has around. that ever happened? A, a venue sold out so far in advance and it's owned by some guy with too much money. He's like, yeah. I'm going to build an extension. Really? <laughs> so there must be there. like a house party or something type vibe. Rock City happened. built more of a um, balcony yeah, in like two months of the summer yeah, yeah, to like, yeah. like sort their <laughs> thing out. It's like that. Um, so yeah, so October is looking vibrant, and that's before you get to the fact that so many of the classic, like the main open mics in Nottingham, are all back up and up and running now. So most nights of the week, there is a selection of Nottingham's finest playing open mics all across Nottingham City Centre. What about gigs by people that you aren't madly in love with? You've just gone Amber Run and Becca. I'm so passionate about Nottingham music, Mark, that I'm just madly in love with them all. So there's <laughs> Kuka Kamara's have got a bodega. Haven't they? Yeah, that's and, quite a bit. and that's all they sold out. I think all close. Yes, to. it's close to be, selling out. So that'd be quite vibey. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, we saw them at Dot Start. They were fucking insane. Like just so, yeah. I was a little scared because I walked in. I didn't realise they were running. I was, like, Rah! And I was like, oh, okay, um, cool. Unknown Era, I think, are doing. Ooh, I, I don't think, know about this. Ooh, what, what I'm saying? pretty sure Unknown Era are doing a big show in October. Oh, well, if it is, it's we'll going to on, on the screen. screen. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yes or no? Place okay. your bets now. Well, they is, normally, yeah, they normally do one towards the end of the year. They're big, like unknown era, yeah. like, unknown fest, or whatever they call it. Yeah, and I mean, they're obviously one of Nottingham's best live yeah. bands. So yeah, no yeah, matter yeah. where or what they're doing, incredible great. live. Um, so yeah, just a really, really vibrant October. Really, yeah. just the Melonics. Melonics, yes, they've got their headline yeah. show Friday. The God, it's that weekend. So you have got Melonics doing their debut headline show at the Chapel on the Friday. Wigflex on the Saturday and Circle Light on the Sunday. So that's a heavy weekend. Full Craig David vibes. Need to Full chill on Craig David. Some good diversity in there as yes, well. Yeah, um, Melonix, is that the right pronunciation? Melonix. Melonix, Molonix. We'll have to ask him. We'll, we'll get that in tomorrow when we film the video that will be out in a few days, pre-sale peeps. Um, but yeah, that just, yeah. Basically, every weekend and actually quite a few of the weekdays of October, there is something exciting Nottingham music-wise happening. Yeah. And that's before you get to, like I say, the open mics, the classic Nottingham artists supporting bigger artists that are playing because basically every venue in Nottingham is fully booked until like December the 24th yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and all, yeah, just lots and lots of stuff happening and it just, it feels good to be back. It's nice. Nottingham's back to being amazing. Should we do a bit of a wrap up? I mean, that's quite a nice end. That is quite a nice end. Well, we've got that option. We yeah. need to do the Q&A. Oh, for next time. Set, pre for next time. Okay. So we've got, are you going to mention surgeries as well? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm just going to, yeah. Uh, so, guys, this is the first show, but one thing that we really want to do, you know, the show exists to try and help you as not only musicians, so we want to give you guys the chance to get involved and ask your questions. It's also not 
like the first show in that it's not completely random us starting to talk about no, stuff. One of the main reasons we started doing ages, this show, doing workshops. One of the main reasons we did the show was because we kept getting asked loads of questions yeah. and we would t- say st- answers like we have done in this and show. And you can be bothered to edit advice videos. You're That's like, so boring. Like, so why not just sit down and have a chat? Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, so if you're not a musician that has a question on something, on any of the topics we talked about today, whether it's specifically the topics we talked about today through to a more broader social media TikTok one, through to a more broader NFT meta disco verse one, or just actually you saw a news story that has something to do with music and you're like, what can a not musician learn from this? Please let us know. We'll put details in the description on how you can submit your questions. Uh, and it'll also be on our Instagram at Feel the Music as well. We are still doing our one-on-one advice surgery. So if, you, if any not musician wants to have a chat in the same way me and you have had a chat, but specifically about their music career, they can do that. Again, we'll put details in the description on how you can book that. But ultimately... Yeah, if you've got something specific you want to help on, whether it's social media, whether it's dollar bills, whether it's marketing, we'll try our best to help.